What is up? Welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. My name is Kate, registered dietitian and emotional eating coach. Each episode, I will bring you a motivational message or an inspiring guest to help you make informed nutrition decisions that fuel your life, not restrict it. Whether you are new to the podcast or an OG listener, thanks for spending this time with me today. Now, let's get into it. And welcome back to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. Did I just sound like Oprah Winfrey? Podcast! Doesn't she do that? Okay, who knows? I'm kind of mad at her right now, but I will only go into that in slight detail. If you haven't heard about Weight Watchers' new app for children, I encourage you to look in that and make your own opinion. I will just say I was not anti-Kerbo or whatever it's called until I started to see the screenshots of the app where it demonizes a lot of foods like grilled chicken sandwiches and peanut butter. And I was like, why are you telling children these are not healthy foods? Because from the planet I'm on, those are very nutritious foods that do not deserve what they would give a red light on a red, yellow, and green traffic light scale. And my point is, (laughs) Oprah is the spokesperson for Weight Watchers. Have I gone on a tangent? You bet I have. Let's get back on track here. So welcome new listeners and my old timers. I know it's been two whopping weeks since we have released an episode and I'm sorry. I am. I'm sorry. I was on what the Europeans would call holiday. I was on holiday and I definitely planned one episode for when I was gone and didn't do it the second Thursday I was gone. But hear me out. I had the best of intentions of coming back to the United States, ready to get back on the horse, stand in front of this mic and record an amazing episode for you guys. But I was not feeling it. I got back on a Sunday night after almost 24 hours of traveling and I felt like a dump truck. I woke up on Monday and I was like, I'll do it Tuesday. I woke up on Tuesday and I was like, I'll do it Wednesday. And then for some reason on Wednesday, This post-travel congestion sickness just hit me like a ton of bricks, and I was like, nope, sorry. But the good news is, I've been back for a week and a half now, I'm feeling good, and I'm ready to dish out some amazing episodes for you guys. And I figured, why not use this vacation experience as inspiration for today's podcast, because excuse me, I get so many clients who struggle with healthy eating on vacation and weekends. And this is especially a slippery slope for anybody who struggles with emotional eating, binge eating, and emotional dieting. Why? Because it often triggers us to have this all or nothing mindset. So in today's episode, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of why we get this all or nothing mindset. Like why do we have this weird cycle to either go all out on the weekends or vacation or not eat anything at all that is considered an indulgence and how to get over that because that doesn't get us closer to our health goals, whether those are weight related or not. They tend to just make us feel like shit, whether that's physically, emotionally, or spiritually. And they just ruin the whole experience of vacation and weekend events. Weekends and trips are supposed to be fun. We're supposed to look forward to those. But for a lot of people who struggle with emotional binge eating and dieting, it can be a bit stress inducing. So 
sit back, relax, and take some notes. Honestly, I find that when I take notes from podcasts, it just writes the information into my brain quite literally. It just kind of sketches itself in there. And feel free to listen to this podcast again, because I have been told I talk quickly. It's something I'm working on, I promise. But listen to it again, so the information is pretty etched into your mind, and you will not forget it the next time you go on a trip. So before we get started, I am going to answer this week's question from a listener. It comes from Instagram from a girl named Pia. So just some background information. It looks like Pia is not from the United States, and she wrote in saying, Hello, I have been following your podcast. I just wanted to say hi and let you know that I come to work every day with your podcast and it's my favorite time of my morning routine. I'm a professional chef from Peru and now I'm trying to study in my free time a little bit about nutrition. For my profession, I've gained more than five pounds in one month just because we have to try all the food and also because we're always standing up so our legs suffer a lot. Could you help us by giving us advice in that field? Thank you and greetings from Peru. Well, thank you so much for that question, Pia, and also thank you for the kind words. I'm so glad that you're enjoying the podcast and that you find it informative. I also want to commend you on taking it upon yourself to take initiative to learn more about nutrition and healthy eating. You know, I believe information is power because it is what gives us the ability to make the best decisions for ourselves and take action in a way that's going to progress us forward. So I have a few tidbits of advice for anybody who is working in an environment where there's lots of food. So whether you have to try it or you get people coming up to you offering things, these tips will be very helpful. So in someone like Pia's case, where she has no choice but to try the food, I would start to shape your mind into thinking of trying this food as part of your profession as your and your job, and therefore a priority, and therefore structuring what you're eating around these samples in a way that's going to complement you having to try a bunch of different foods. So for instance, Consider what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and consider how much you're eating. So if you're taking in a lot of samples and you have to try things a lot throughout the day, you might only need a smaller portion at lunch and dinner. Or if you are skipping breakfast and finding it really hard not to just have one taste of something, add a breakfast in there that's high in protein and fat to help study your blood sugar and make it so you only need to try a little bit of a dish, maybe one bite, and then call it good. Now, if you find yourself eating breakfast and still having insatiable hunger or finding it hard not to just try a food and put it down, consider what you're having for breakfast. Is it something very high in sugar? Is it a simple carbohydrate that's going to spike your blood sugar? Then let it come plummeting down because that makes it a lot easier to want to keep eating and reach for things that aren't so healthy. I'd also want you to consider the meals that you're eating and the nutrition content of, let's say, lunch and dinner or the meal after your job where you have to try a bunch of things. I would say make sure that they are nutrient dense, that they're full of lots of leafy greens and lean proteins and some healthy fats to help you move closer to any sort of weight management goals. 
Now, let's say you're in an office where you're not necessarily forced by profession to try a bunch of foods, but you have some coworkers that are always offering you leftover goodies from their kid's seventh birthday party, or maybe you work in an office where there is a caterer or a kitchen, and the food service staff is always asking you to sample some of the treats they're making. You have a few different options. The first option is, people pleasers, brace yourself, to say no. I know, it's hard. It's hard to say no, especially if someone makes you feel guilty because you don't want to feel bad. You don't want them to take you saying no to their chocolate cake sample at 10 a.m. personally, but you also don't really want chocolate cake at 10 a.m., but you take it anyway in fear of hurting their feelings. So saying no is a skill. And just like a muscle, you got to work at it to make it strong. So I'll give you a nice little script for the next time someone offers you a little bit of something, something that you don't want to eat. You say, hey, thanks. That looks delicious. I actually just ate and I'm not very hungry right now, but maybe I'll try it a bit later. And just between you and me, you don't have to have just ate and you don't have to try it later, but it doesn't hurt their feelings if you just let them know that it looks great. It's not against what they're making. You're just not feeling like eating it right now. Now, some people are very persistent and they're going to be like, no, no, try it. In fact, I had a client that used to work for a large theme park here, if you know what I mean. And the food service, um, by the way, I mean, I live in Orlando, so wink, wink. And the food service staff would be very, very persistent and pushy for her to try whatever thing they were pushing around on a dessert cart. And they would go around with this dessert cart every single week. Oh my gosh. And so she told me what she would do is she would take something from the dessert cup cart and say, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'll try it here in a second. And then she just throw it away. I know it sounds bad for anybody who's worried about wasting, but like, whatever. She said no. And they would persist and push and make her take it. So she would just take it, maybe walk back to her desk or just sit on her desk until they walked away and just toss it. I know it seems wasteful, but whatever. It's a it's a piece of chocolate cake at 10 a.m. And if you say no and they make you take it, well, too bad, so sad. That's just the way it goes. Now, my third option would say, if you find it very hard to resist any kind of treats that people are coming around with, like you genuinely like feel like you need it whenever somebody introduces it to you, Again, consider what you're eating for breakfast, if you're eating breakfast at all, and say, okay, is this something that's going to sustain me? Is it going to steady my blood sugar? Is it something high in fiber, protein, and healthy fat? That way, you don't feel quite as tempted to take a piece of chocolate cake at 10 a.m., and you can work towards your health goals and not feel the need to constantly give in to office treats. So I hope that answers your question, Pia, and I also hope it answers any other questions somebody might have about a struggle with eating at work. If you have a question, send us a DM at nutrition.awareness on Instagram, or you can email me at Kate, K-A-I-T, can I spell my own name? K-A-I-T at orlandodietitian.com. I will say direct messaging on the IG is the fastest way to get my attention, all right? Because if I open it, then I have to read it and um, just be real. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, let's get into today's episode topic, vacations and weekends, and how not to overeat at these special events in our life. So like I was saying earlier, these events are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be things that we look forward to, and the food at these events we're supposed to enjoy. We're supposed to enjoy without guilt. I mean, how many of you guys know somebody that can walk into a barbecue and not go straight for the food. They make their rounds, they talk to everyone. They almost seemingly forget that there is a table full of chips and cupcakes and cookies and burgers or hot dog, whatever it is. And then they kind of remember, oh yeah, I'm gonna get some food. They eat a plate of food, they might not finish it. And then they just move on with their life, right? Like how amazing does that food freedom sound? We all know somebody like that. And if you have ever struggled with overeating, this boggles your mind. You're like, how can someone just eat a normal portion of food and not fixate on it the whole time? Well, this is because they don't go into an event with the all or nothing mindset when it comes to dieting. So this all or nothing mindset usually is a result of some kind of fear we have. Let me backtrack by explaining again what the all or nothing mindset is. The all or nothing mindset is a cycle that many women and men get stuck in throughout the week. A perfect example that I'm sure you've heard before is Monday, you start eating clean. You start your diet on Monday. Yeah. So you wake up in the morning and you have your egg whites and your perfectly measured cup of oats and black coffee with no cream. And you restrict all of these things all week long and you do it perfectly until Friday afternoon. And then, you know, that night you're going to a birthday party. And so you have this fear of one of two things. One, breaking your progress, thinking, I did so well the past four and a half days. I am so scared I'm going to blow it. So you want to restrict. Or you have this fear of gaining weight, which might be the underlying fear of the restriction. Not for everyone, but that's pretty common. So your fear of gaining weight makes you feel like you can't enjoy anything. So let's say Friday night comes around, you're going to, I don't know, Cheesecake Factory. I don't know why that came to my mind. But you're going to Cheesecake Factory, which if you've never been to the Cheesecake Factory, they literally hand you a booklet as your menu. You're like, what am I supposed to? You have to sit there for like an hour to go through the entire menu. It's overwhelming. But let's just say they put the calories on their menu item, which in my humble opinion, can be a beautiful thing, but it can also be a horrible thing because it really makes you get in your head about what you're eating. Though I will say, this is just a little side note, if you do go to a restaurant that has the calories and the calories are, whatever, a thousand for a salad, keep in mind, you don't have to eat the whole salad. You're not, I mean, a thousand calorie salad is probably pretty large and in charge, don't not order what you want because of the calories. Just keep in mind, you might have to scale back on the portion size. But I digress. You go to Cheesecake Factory, you get this booklet, and you immediately start just looking for the lowest calorie things. Maybe it's on the Skinny Girl menu. 
and maybe you do you order something that you really don't want and it's 500 calories and you feel great but then everyone around you is getting drinks and you think okay I'm gonna let myself have one cocktail that's it one cocktail won't kill me I earned it you, you, you know what I mean? Do you ever relate to this where you start having this little self-talk? You have this little guy on your shoulder like the devil, even though he's not the devil, but that's kind of the good imagery I can think of saying, Kate, you earned this cocktail. You worked out every day this week. You didn't have anything that was bad for you. You ate vegetables and egg whites like it was your motherfucking job. You deserve this martini. And you say to yourself, you're like, yeah, you know what? I do deserve this martini. And so you let yourself have one drink. But then it just tastes so good. And everybody else at the table, they want to get a bottle of wine. And you think, well, you know, I, it is Friday night. I should be able to have, you know, one glass of wine. And so then you, you let yourself have a second glass of wine. And this is where those feelings of shame and guilt start to come in, right? You start to think, oh my God, I told myself I only have one drink and here I am having two drinks. What the heck? I'm, I'm such a failure. This negative self-talk starts to, to go on in your mind. But you keep justifying it. It's kind of like a little tug of war. You're like, but I did order the healthy thing on the menu and it's a glass of wine. There's antioxidants and red wine. I mean, isn't it healthy? The French drink it, blah, blah, blah. So you have this little debate with your ego about why it's okay to have this glass of wine. But then there's also conflicting feelings of shame. So then when the table wants to order cheesecake and they want to get two pieces to split among four people... You start to say, well, you know what, whatever. I already had two drinks. I mean, I already messed up. I really want this cheesecake. It looks so good. I'll just have one bite. And then you have one bite and it tastes really good and you can't stop. And then the next thing you know, you probably ate a whole slice all by yourself. Trigger feelings of shame and guilt. And you say, you know what, this weekend's shot. So the next day when you are out shopping, doing errands, you stop at McDonald's and you get a burger with fries because screw it, you already messed up on Friday. You'll start again on Monday. Repeat vicious cycle. This is the all or nothing mindset. This is the all or nothing mindset so many people struggle with. And it sucks because it's hard to get out. It's hard to get out of the cycle. Why it's hard to get out of the cycle, I can't exactly say, but I would say just from anecdotal experience and my own personal experience, and just from talking to clients, it's so addictive. It's so addictive. It's addictive. Just like a lot of things that are addictive, like gambling or sex or whatever it is for whoever it is, alcohol, these things give us some sort of reward. I wouldn't say it tr it translates into you know, the same kind of instant gratification an alcoholic might get from a drink. But consider this, you're feeling guilty and shameful about eating whatever it is because you feel fear. You feel fear of gaining weight. And that fear of gaining weight probably stems from the fear of not being good enough or not being lovable. So let me kind of backtrack on the cycle. Typically, a lot of these fears stem from the fear of not being lovable or not being good enough. I learned that from Tony Robbins himself, you the man, shout out. So most people have this fear and a lot of our actions stem from this fear. So you are fearing not being lovable, so therefore you're, you associate weight gain or a certain body size or eating a certain way without with being unlovable. So therefore you restrict because it kind of just soothes you in thinking, okay, if I eat this certain way, if I restrict this certain food, if I weigh this much, then I will be lovable. 
So that's kind of addicting in itself there. But physiology always takes over. I always tell people that. I mean, your human body is so freaking incredible. It's going to do whatever it takes to keep you alive. And what that means is sending you very strong signals to eat, to provide it with energy, because guess what? Energy keeps you alive. So it sends you these really strong signals and willpower is finite. I'll just be honest. No matter who you are, you can't go on and on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and not have another brownie or whatever your trigger food is in your life. Some people can just maintain willpower longer than others, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can do it forever. We all break at one point. So we have this addictive behavior of restricting and dieting because it feels good. It makes us feel like we're not going to fall victim to our fears. But then when physiology takes over and we overeat, and keep in mind, we're not typically overeating vegetables and lean proteins. We're overeating junk food or alcohol. Then we feel guilty and shame. Those fears come back to the surface and the cycle repeats, okay? So it's addictive. This might this all or nothing restrictive dieting overeating cycle sucks. It's addicting. So we need to break this addiction. And the best way to break an addiction is to stop engaging in the behaviors, right? Easier said than done, I know, but keep in mind, it takes practice. It takes practice. The reason you're doing these behaviors is because it's habit for you. It's something you're used to. There's probably some kind of comfort you get from dieting. I work with people every single day that have come in and they are sick of dieting, but they get this crate. They want to come in. They tell me, they're like, I don't want to diet anymore. So we set something up for them not to diet anymore. And we talk throughout the week afterwards and they tell me how uncomfortable it is and how they feel lost without tracking calories. They feel kind of like they're walking in the dark with a blindfold on. Like, what do you mean I just trust my body? What do you mean I just make informed nutrition and decisions without tracking my macros? It's a bit scary, but it takes practice and it gets easier in time. And learning to trust your body is a beautiful thing. So taking the time not to restrict. So let me give you an example. And I can't think of a better example than in my own life here. So I'll, I'll give you two examples because it's the summer of traveling for me. I'll be honest, I'm a little tired, but it's fun trying to stay positive because I'm very lucky to go on these trips, but damn, your girl's tired. So I just got back from two weeks in Spain and throughout the week, there was lots of food and little sleep and lots of drinking. So there were times where I would get this little feeling in my head like, Kate, you shouldn't eat so much, blah, blah, blah. And I would listen to my body and I would, maybe at lunch, if it was just a casual lunch out, I would just order something that's a little bit more nutritious instead of the decadent delicacies they have in Spain because I was there for two weeks and I did get to try lots of things. So I would make informed decisions. However, I was drinking a lot. I mean, I'll be honest, in Spain, drinking wine is cheaper than water. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. A glass of wine would be like two euro and a bottle of water at like lunch, like at a restaurant, because they don't just give you a glass and fill it up, you have to buy a bottle of water, would be like four euro. And then they'd come out with like 12 ounces of water. And I'm like, do you not know that in my past life, I was a freaking camel? I'm not going to just survive on 12 ounces of water. And for four euro, I should get a whole freaking well. But I digress. So I was drinking a lot. And I came home very bloated. I felt like my, like my fingers were swollen. I looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, Kate, this will not do. <laughs> and I'll tell you, these fears or these thoughts in my head came, 
you know, like a tidal wave. I started to think, oh shit, maybe I this week, maybe I'll just do a 24-hour fast to get this bloating down. And keep in mind, I hadn't done any kind of fasting in two weeks. So to just start a 24-hour fast would be literally insane for me personally, even though there are lots of benefits from fasting. Listen to episode, I believe, two or three for more intro or more information about intermittent fasting. But I started to have all these weird restrictive thoughts coming in my head like, okay, I'll just count calories this week, get me back on track, just lose this weight, drink tons of water, skip breakfast. And I had to snap back into reality and be like, no, Kate, this is not going to help. Restrictive dieting never helps. And if you've listened to my episodes before, I talk in agnosium about why restrictive dieting just does not work. And I had to go in with this mindset of my body knows what to do. I just got to get back into business as usual, get back into my routine, eat the way I normally do. And patience is a virtue. My body will get back to normal. And I have to say, after a week and a half, I finally feel really good again. I haven't stepped on a scale because I don't find that to be very helpful. But this morning I looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, maybe I can wear a crock top at the gym today because I was feeling myself. If you know what I mean, my body bounced back. I no longer felt gluttonous. Now, Here's the problem with feeling gluttonous on a vacation that I did experience firsthand, and I am a little bit embarrassed to admit it because of what I do as a profession, but I feel like it's really important to be transparent with you guys. The the last maybe five days of my 14-day trip, I was really starting to feel bad about myself, and I know I was annoying my friend who was with me, talking about how I just did not feel comfortable with my body right now. I felt bloated. I felt so, uh, I did not feel great, and I can honestly say this obsession over how I felt robbed me of my last few days on the trip because I was so worried about wearing a nice dress out or how I looked in photos and how I felt and what I was eating. And to me, that kind of signals, okay, maybe 10 straight days of drinking and partying and not sleeping is kind of my threshold there where I need to call it quits for my next vacation. But at the same time, Why was I letting the way I felt about my body rob from my vacation? And I want to translate this lesson for anybody else who has a holiday coming up or a weekend event coming up, because if we are doing things in excess, like I was drinking wine, and okay, hey, side note, I wasn't even drunk this whole time. I was just drinking a lot of wine. (laughs) I was eating so much that it was hard to get drunk. But if you have something coming up and you are going into these events with that all or nothing mindset, and then you're overeating or drinking or doing something to the point of discomfort, well, that will rob you of the experience because you're so focused on how unwell you feel, your digestive side effects, maybe you have gas, maybe you just don't feel good in pictures, whatever it is, it robs you of the experience. We have to remember that vacations and trips, yeah, food is a great part of that, But it's not the whole part of that. You have to remember what you're doing, why you're there, and live for the experience, live for the moments, for the people, for the memories, and not let overeating rob you from that experience. The way to do that is to not overeat, and the way to not overeat is to not restrict during the week. Yep, there's your golden nugget for the day. Don't restrict your food. Make healthy, informed decisions throughout the week that nourish you, that make you feel sustainable and full. That way, when you walk into an event on the weekend or you go into vacation, 
you don't have the urge to have eight cupcakes, you can have one, you can have a drink or two, and you can move on with your freaking life. It is quite liberating, but like I said, easier said than done takes practice. All right, so let's kind of go move into more of a weekend perspective, because I did talk about vacations, and like I said, I'm taking another trip, but it's a weekend trip. So whether you're going to a new environment for a vacation or whether you're going to a new environment for some sort of event or party, whatever it is, there's something about a new environment that kind of makes it easier to get off track. It's not even so much just the fact that like, hey, there's food here. It's just because we're in a new setting, we're out of our routine, and all those healthy practices that we've been utilizing in our day-to-day life seem to just fly out the window. So I encourage you guys to keep this in mind before any kind of weekend trip or vacation or weekend party. So like for vacations, for instance, it's a different environment. So you might have a little bit more time to yourself. It might be just moving a little bit slower. So you might just feel bored and you satisfy that feeling of boredom with snacks or tropical sugary drinks or whatever it is. Or maybe it's the opposite and you're moving a lot faster and you have things booked back to back to back. So you're just grabbing whatever it is and kind of saying like, oh, I only have 30 minutes to eat. I'm just going to eat everything in sight so I don't get hungry later. And it just still results in some negative side effects. So I would say, hey, if you know you're going on vacation, you're going on a weekend trip, or you're planning an event for this coming weekend, or maybe whatever day of the week it is, it doesn't have to necessarily be the weekend, plan ahead. I mean, lack of planning ahead can really be a trap for a lot of people. So make sure that you are hydrated. That's a big one. I know that when I was on vacation, it was very hard to stay hydrated and that really affected how I felt and really affected how I ate. So make sure that you've got water, make sure you're you're taking care of yourself and planning ahead by bringing a water bottle. Also make sure that, you know, as needed, you have healthy options. This might mean looking at menus before you go out to eat, kind of perusing to see what you want to order and then making decisions the rest of the day around that or bringing healthy snacks to hold you over. That way you don't go eight hours without eating and you don't feel the urge to stuff your face and you can kind of give yourself a little bit of nourishment throughout the day to steady your blood sugars and keep yourself from overeating because that overeating feeling freaking sucks, all right? I also want you to keep this in mind, and this quote really helped me when I was getting over some emotional eating humps, because sometimes food just tastes so good that it's hard to stop eating it, right? But remember, no matter how delicious something tastes, you could always have more later. You can always eat again. You're going to eat again, right? So this is something I even just use with people who maybe don't emotionally eat, but they're just eating large portions. You're, you know, dinner is not going to be your last meal, God forbid, right? Let's fingers crossed here. Chances are when you eat dinner tonight, you're going to be able to wake up and have more food tomorrow morning. It's okay. There'll always be another meal. You will eat again. This is not, not every meal doesn't have to be that last meal mindset. So don't feel like you need to overeat everything. It is what it is. So let me give you a little bit more applicable advice to take away for your next trip. And I am going to do this by telling you that I'm going to Miami this weekend. Yeah, the party never freaking stops. Like three weeks from now, I'm going to Vegas. Like, geez, Louise, to be in your 20s, it's great, right? It's so much fun, but 
I'm, I'm at that age now where I'm like, yeah, I want to go out and have fun. And then I'm like, but I'm also really tired. <laughs> I want to stay home. But I want to share with you guys some apical advice on how I'm going to handle eating this weekend in Miami. So the first thing is I am not going in with an all or nothing mindset. We are going to some really nice dinners and I know I'm going to want to treat myself that night. So I'll just take it easy at the less special meals throughout the day. So Friday, we're going to a nice dinner. So while I'm still here in town before I hit the road and drive down to South Beach, I'll just eat like normal. I'll eat my balanced, healthy meals. I'm not going to restrict. I'm not going to go out to lunch and get something decadent. Knowing that I have a weekend of good stuff ahead of me, I'm just going to nourish myself business as usual. Another thing is I'm going to let myself have alcohol. I used to go in with vacations and trips and weekends with this real shame around alcohol where I just felt like I couldn't drink it and I'd put all these rules and restrictions about alcohol and the next thing you know I was the most toasted girl at the bar because I just rules suck and I just break them. So I'm going to let myself have alcohol and if I really feel like a sugary cocktail I'll have it. Otherwise, I'll just stick to my usual vodka, water, and lime, which a uh, trick I always teach people is that is like the magic drink because it hydrates you. It doesn't taste bad, but it doesn't also taste like a candy, like a, like a milkshake or whatever it is, like those tropical drinks. So you don't drink it really fast. It's something you drink slow. It hydrates you at the same time. So you don't get toasted and it's not full of empty calories. I'll also keep in mind how I want to feel. This is a big one. This is a big one you can use every single day of your life. How is the food you're eating and how much are you eating going to affect how you feel afterwards, right? Overeating and binging makes you feel gross. No one feels awesome after they stuff their face to the point of uncomfortable fullness. And I know on this trip, I'm going to be in dresses. And then on Saturday, I'm going to have to wear a swimsuit. And I don't want to wake up feeling bloated, right? I don't want to feel bad about my body. So I'm just going to eat a normal portion of dinner the night before. I'm not going to eat in excess. I'm going to order what I want. I'm going to eat it until I feel full. And know that the next day I get more opportunities to eat more delicious food. So that is that is what it is, right? Think about how you want to feel. If you want to feel tired, if you want to feel sluggish the next day, if you want to feel like a piece of shit, well then by all means, stuff your face. I also won't think of this trip as a reward. And I'm not going to think of it as a, an excuse to go hog wild, okay? So this is a, a thing that a lot of us do. We say, oh, I earned this vacation. I'm going to eat whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, you, you did earn the vacation. I'm sure you work really hard and you should order what you want. But that doesn't mean that you should order what you want and then eat, uh, you know, enough food to feed a small village, right? Because at the end of the day, that's going to make you feel worse about yourself. That's not going to get you closer to your health goals. And it's just not the way you should treat your body. So don't think of this as a reward. I mean, think of it as a good time. Know that this trip or vacation or weekend isn't likely, isn't all about the food. And it's more about the people you're with. And for me in this trip to Miami, it's about celebrating my friend and enjoying a weekend with a bunch of girls in Miami, living life, <laughs> having fun. Like that's what the trip's about. It's not all about food. 
And again, I'll stay hydrated on this trip. It's really important to stay hydrated. Drinking water just helps you eat less. It makes you feel better. It helps your digestion. I mean, there is just no negative to drinking water. And just because I'm a dietitian, it's a dietitian in me to think like this, I am going to pack healthy snacks. So let's just say I wake up earlier than everybody else, which is not uncommon, and nobody can get their shit together. We don't go to breakfast until like 11. So knowing me, I'm just going to want to have a little something something to eat to help me stay a little bit more satisfied so that when we do get to brunch or whatever it is, I don't feel the need to overeat. And this is also really important. When I get home, I'm not going to diet. <laughs> no matter what happens, I'm not going to diet. I won't restrict my food. I won't go into the gym with a plan to kill myself on the elliptical. I'll sleep enough to feel energized and, and get back to normal. And maybe that's going to take a day or two because these people in Miami, they go out so late. Like, why do we have to wait until 12 o'clock to go out? I mean, that's even early. Anyway, I digress. I'll sleep enough to feel energized no matter how many days that takes and then carry out my usual routine. You've probably heard me say it. I just tell people, go back to business as usual. Monday, business as usual. No restriction, no dieting, just eat your healthy way of life. <laughs> you can tell I'm talking too much because my words are getting slurred here. You can just go back to eating the way you do that really translates into a healthy lifestyle. Because as cliche as it sounds, it's all about balance. It's all about making it a lifestyle. I kind of want to punch myself in the face for saying those words out loud, but it's true. It's so cliche. It's true. When healthy eating and making informed nutrition decisions is part of your everyday lifestyle, it just makes it so much easier to be like that woman I talked about in the beginning who just walks up to a party, hardly notices the food, or maybe acknowledges the food, but doesn't make her entire afternoon about what's on the barbecue spread because she's living this lifestyle where she enjoys food when she wants it. She eats healthy throughout the week without restricting herself. So that can be you too. Alrighty gang, that wraps up today's episode all about how to approach vacations and weekends with a balanced mindset towards eating. I know how much it sucks to feel anxious about things that should be fun because your fear of food and overeating, and I promise you, it is a fear that can be conquered. Like all fears, you can do anything. If you need help or have more questions, please, please, please reach out to me. You can email me again at K-A-I-T, that's Kate, at OrlandoDietitian.com. Orlando Dietitian is spelled O-R-L-A-N-D-O-D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N.com. Or you can send us a direct message at nutrition.awareness on Instagram. I hope this episode was helpful and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode was helpful. For topic requests or to apply to be a featured guest, please email kate at orlandodietitian.com. Want more nutrition awareness? Check out our blog for recipes, nutrition tips and tricks, as well as product recommendations. Our website is www.orlandodietitian.com. Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. This has been Dietitian Kate, and until next time, keep it real 